I would love for us to switch the conversation slightly. Um, I'd love to put you on the spot at the moment, ask you a few quick fire questions just to get to know you a little bit better. We know that you're an administrator, you're a coach and you're a player as well. And we would love to pick your brain in terms of these different facets. Let's start here. I'll take you back to your playing days. Describe yourself as, as a player. I was a sharpshooter. I was a 3 and D guy before 3 and D was described as a role. You know, I think even starting out, I made teams um, initially just based off of being a defensive-minded player and then later developed, you know, good shooting. So that was really my identity as a player was really being a shooter. Let me take you to the NBA. If there was one player that you would say, nah, I, I would say that I'm similar to this type of player. Who would that be for you? If I was really good, <laughs> I <laughs> would pick Clay. Clay Thompson is the oh. definition of his role as a basketball player. Is yeah. really what I was like as a as a player. Oh, absolutely amazing! Now let's talk a little bit about your journey in the the United States. What was your go to meal after and before a game? So before a game, we um, athletes are very ritualistic. And my teammates, Cece and I, had very specific ritual. Um, and it was Jama Juice and Boston Market. Like, that was our thing pregame. Um, unless, of course, like, coach was giving us a pregame meal together or whatever. But that was kind of our, like, you know, our, our usual ritual. Describe that to, to a South African. We might not necessarily know what that is. So Jama Juice is, is smoothie. So it's like going to Kauai for a smoothie. Oh, but then okay. going to like Boston Market where, I don't even know how to describe Boston Market, but it would be like just we'd get chicken and cornbread and just like a bunch of stuff. Okay, okay, awesome. Quite fascinating for us who are based here in South Africa. But let's talk a little bit about your coaching journey. I'm certain there must have been that one person that nudged you in the right direction or inspired you to become a coach. Who was that person for you? I think it was a bunch of people. I mean, I think the first person was obviously Mrs. DeBrain. She gave me my first coaching job and gave me my first coaching opportunity. Um, when I started out, I actually started out as an assistant coach at some point for under 14s. So the head coach then was Natasha, um, a very decorated referee in South Africa. But people forget that she was a really good coach, um, was my coach my final year in high school. She was really big into me getting into coaching. And then in terms of my own coaching philosophy, I think um, Coach Salebi and Tato Salebi was a big, um, he was, had a big impact on the way that I approached coaching. All right. Now, you are also the assistant coach for the South African under-16 girls national team. Can you maybe give us some of those highlights across that journey for you? I think that is, you know, going back to speaking about development, it's one of my favorite roles. Um, was being the, the assistant coach on those national teams. I think those teams made sure we kind of supplied players to university for a long while. I think it's important that those teams continue because, you know, those girls kind of remain in basketball and go on to do quite a lot of things. Um, it's always a, a fascinating journey because we don't always get to know them um, too much before we go on tour. But being on tour and the joy of seeing each one of them develop and grow, you know, um, is the biggest thing. I think in our first tour, we didn't win as much as we would have liked. Um, and we did well in the second one. But just seeing the growth, you know, um, in our last tour in 2018, we played Angola more than once. 
And just to see the difference from the first time we played Angola to our last game against Angola was just incredible. Um, and to see how those goals developed through that time. Oh, absolutely amazing. I would like to remind you of, of something that you once said, and I'll read it to you. It's a quote from, from yourself. You said that a successful person is someone who is fulfilling their purpose and someone who is fulfilling, um, who is willing to endure the tough times because they believe in what they are doing. Now, this is quite important. What are some of the challenges and the tough times that, that you have gone through both on and off the court that, that have inspired you to use words like these? Because, I mean, all of us have gone through multiple challenges. Yeah, I think what's um, the biggest thing is actually that basketball is a game of mistakes, right? So even in, there was this great um, talk that Kara Lawson gave a few weeks ago to her Duke team, but it is, basketball is a game of mistakes. And so it's really learning to overcome mistakes. Um, and so for me, I don't know that I have specific disappointments that I can kind of focus on. I'll say on the court, um, probably the biggest disappointment I've had as a coach on the court was when we lost the USA final in 2018 to VUT. That was crushing. Um, but how we managed to turn that around was come back a few months later and win Varsity Cup. You know, so I think it's that it's it's being able to see the multiple mistakes that have led to a particular success or victory um, and see those as having been building blocks. Definitely. You, you talk about mistakes, but we also know that you have achieved a few things throughout your your coaching and your playing career. And you're quite decorated as well, one has to admit. Can you maybe just talk about some of the big moments where you were awarded um, one or two achievements in terms of you being a player as well as being a coach as well? So I don't know that I quite have many awards I can remember as a player. Um, that's kind of a tough one. But in terms of coaching, I think my favorite one was probably being awarded the University League Division II Coach of the Year. Um, and that was a really special one for me because at the time I was still a first team player um, and I was coaching the Tuck second team and we won managed to win a championship, which was really special. Um, also because I was coaching against coaches in that space that I really respected. You know, it was really the first time of me coming into myself as a coach and, you know, coaching against big university coaches in this Division II league and being able to win Coach of the Year in that was really special. Oh, nice. Just a last question from, from my side. I'd like to take you to the coaching world. And every coach talks about values and they talk about a motto and they talk about a team vision. For you as a coach, what are some of those pillars when we talk about these different facets of, of the coaching world, which values truly stand out for you? So I don't even know how old I was when I heard this, but it really stuck with me. And it was the three Ds. So dedication, discipline, and desire. Um, and in every program, I've, I've switched that up to meet the personality of that program. Um, but it's really centered around those three principles. So at St. Benedict's for us, um, it was hustle, hard work, heart. Um, so yeah, it's, it goes back to those three principles, um, but finding a way that's engaging for whatever program you're dealing with and you're working with um, and letting them come up with some variation of those words for themselves. 
you're locked onto the Sport MBT Insider, a podcast for unrelenting coverage of women in sport. Coming up this Friday, our athletes, coaches, and administrators answer the questions that you have always wondered about. If you haven't sent through your questions yet, just slide into our DMs, tell us your name, where you're from, and leave your questions, and we will make sure that we ask them. Keep it locked onto Sport MBT, where we celebrate women in sport. Oh,